Hey there, it's me, and I'm Laura Lotus, and I'm going to today talk to you about the astrology of COVID-19. So, um, Hummingbird Star just dropped an ebook that is free. Um, you just get on, give her your email, and she'll email you the book. It is called The Astrology of COVID-19. Um, she wants this message to be spread far and wide, and as far as I know, there's no audio, so I thought this might help things. Um, I love this rising Appalachia. I believe in being ready. I believe in being ready. I believe in being ready. I believe in being ready, for the time is drawing near. Okay, so at first she has a note on the overlap of activism and astrology, and then intro, coming in for a landing. And now I'm about to read some of the meat. Um, this ebook will cover the main astrological transits coming up over the next few years and offer some thoughts on how we might channel them into personal and collective transformation. These are potent times, yet the astrology indicates that, that particularly here in the United States, the shadow is only beginning to be revealed. The potential for a much wider collapse than what we have already witnessed is high. However, the story is still ours to write. The beauty of astrology is that it helps us locate ourselves in the midst of the chaos. In such an uncertain moment, the ancient, this ancient divination form actually offers a certainty that the brain craves, one which can help it keep functioning smoothly. It's not about predictions. It's about anticipating timelines and archetypal, archetypal influences and becoming, beginning to work proactively with those energies in our own lives. The more conscious we are, the more we can transmute their darkest potentials. Moreover, the astrology validates something we are already feeling that we are living in truly revolutionary times. We may rationalize ourselves away from that sensation, because it's true that tensions are always running high, but a deeper part of us knows, hears the call, and is trembling in anticipation. The stars affirm our intuition and allow us to take a new level of responsibility for the work we're here to do. As a reader, you don't need to believe in astrology to get something out of these words. I invite you to think of them as myth or metaphor and to play with which pieces of the analysis might be supportive in your own navigation of our changed world. Anything that doesn't resonate with your is anything that doesn't resonate is yours to discard. In the first section I'll explore the bumpy road of interactions between Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto which society will be t walking during the rest of 2020. Next, we'll take a step back to look at the longer-term events of Chiron in Aries, Uranus in Taurus, Neptune in Pisces, and the Pluto return of the U.S. In the final part, I'll speak, about, I'll speak more deeply to a few themes I see emerging, and the radical paradigm shift we'll need to make to emerge truly transformed. Many have likened quarantine to a chrysalis, and I like to think we are becoming butterflies during this time of free fall. I believe we will be able to land with both strength and grace and hit the ground running. Don't worry if you can't see your path forward yet. 
everyone's role and timing will be different. Naturally, it will be uncomfortable, but it's time to stretch our wings. The next part, should I go ahead and read it? The next part is called The Cosmic Story of 2020. Okay, so if you would like to get your own copy of this in your email box, The Astrology of COVID-19, A Psycho-Spiritual Take on Pandemic and Our Current Call to Transformation by Hummingbird Star, you can go to hummingbirdstar.com. And she has a thing that says, want to be friends? And you put your email address in and then she can get you your book. I had a professional reading with Hummingbird. Um... And yeah, I want, I want more. She was, she was right on track and I really like what she says. So yes, I'm now going to move into the next part of the book. This is part one of the Astrology of COVID-19 by Hummingbird Star. Um, I'm reading it. I'm Laura Lotus. The Cosmic Story of 2020. We begin our astrological exploration by zooming in to our current location in the space-time continuum, the Gregorian year of 2020. We'll also be zooming in to the energies of three main planets, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and a series of events involving them. These are the energies we need to become close friends with. They're the ones that are currently knocking society out of its slumber and the ones we will carry that will carry us through the coming transformation. Ooh, I love this. We're going to get into some key words, aka vocabulary. Okay. Jupiter. Jupiter is expansive, amplifying, multiplying, growing, and when manifested at a high frequency connected to wisdom and protection. Because of its tendency to magnify, Jupiter is also associated with revelation, the truth coming out. And I just want to say an aside as a, as a comment from Laura Lotus that Jupiter, some they also call him the sage. Okay, Saturn. In some ways, Saturn is the opposite of Jupiter. It is about boundaries and limitations. The 3D facts of time and mortality and the maturity of self dis- and self-discipline that arise when we meet these realities. And Pluto. Well, in mythology, Pluto is the lord of the underworld. At its core... It is an energy that drives us toward transformation and doesn't give us much choice about letting go of what's not working. In other words, Pluto is both death and rebirth. All three planets have been operating in the territory of Capricorn, although Saturn recently entered Aquarius. Capricorn is an earth sign associated with the systems and structures with which we arrange our bodies and our bodies themselves. It also speaks to where we place our sense of authority. Pluto's been there since 2008 and doesn't leave until 2024. Saturn entered in late 2017 and Jupiter last December in 2020. These planets will meet each other in multiple climactic interactions. Yes, they will. All right, where we've been. It's important to remember that long-term astrological transits like the ones we're exploring do not quote-unquote, take place only on the day an aspect is exact. Rather, there are energies that build in the weeks and months before and have a fallout that lasts long after. Energetic shifts happening in the sky often take time before they manifest on Earth. The first 
event, quote, event of 2020, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, is on January 12th. It's a perfect example. In its three most recent occurrences, the meeting of Saturn and Pluto manifested as the beginning of World War I, 1914, the beginning of the Cold War, 1947, and the beginning of the AIDS epidemic in 1982. So any half-conscious astrologer knew things would be turbulent. Yet, the killing of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani, comprising just a few of the crises, crises, Oh, do I say crises? 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 Obviously, it's crisis only plural. Sorry. Worldwide, in early January, there was no shortage of manifestations for astrologers to consider. Not too many of us were wondering what else. And yet, today, a pandemic sweeps the globe, an emissary of death, Pluto, eviscerating our 3D boundaries and borders, Saturn, while also revealing a harsh reality in the form of our fragile systems, Capricorn. We are experiencing another death in our relationship to authority, a theme of both Saturn and Capricorn, as many start to question the dominant narratives of capitalism and the legitimacy of American democracy, and as white folks start to accept the brutality and racism embedded in police culture. And we are working with limitations, Saturn, on our physical bodies, Capricorn, as a way of staying alive, ultimately Pluto. The novel coronavirus was already creeping invisibly around the world when Saturn and Pluto connected. Now we are starting to see it in the 3D. As always, however, the planets and signs continue their endless dance, and two other major shifts have already happened since January. The first was Saturn's move into Aquarius on March 21st. Aquarius is related to networks, communities, social interactions, as well as technology and rebelliousness. Again, our earthly world is mirroring the astrology precisely. Limitations, Saturn, in the form of quarantine, lockdown, have been placed on our normal ways of relating, Aquarius. We're using technology, also Aquarius, but also Uranus, to form new ones. I said also Uranus. Both, maybe I'll change my voice if I were to make a comment. Um, And amidst the stark failure, hold on, did I miss something here? We're also using technology, also Aquarius, to form new ones, both for social purposes and for the purposes of serving our communities. And amidst the stark failure of toxic capitalism and other federal government, there is undoubtedly some rebellion brewing in the masses. We've also crossed the threshold of Jupiter's first conjunction with Pluto, which happened on April 4th as COVID-19 cases were beginning to peak in New York City. This was and is a very heavy energy, essentially an expansion of Jupiter of death, Pluto, in the deep grief grief rippling through the collective, an acceptance of the inevitability of tragedy, and a magnification of our broken systems, Capricorn, is also where our work of core-level transformation begins. Both Saturn and Jupiter will go retrograde this year, which means Saturn will move back, and Capricorn from July to December, and Jupiter will be conjunct Pluto again in June, and once more in November. Then on December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn will meet each other at zero zero degrees of Aquarius where we're headed. Looking forward towards the rest of the year, 
we can start to see some of the unfolding timelines. We can use the astrology like a map to see where the road might get bumpy and where there might be places to rest. To reiterate, it is not about prediction, but anticipation. This is our story to write. With that in mind, let's turn to gaze toward the second half of 2020. The next big shift will happen in all three planets almost simultaneously. Jupiter will meet Pluto again on June 30th, just one day before Saturn returns to Capricorn. This may indicate a lightening of some distancing measures, but it also has the potential to be the beginning of a different type of lockdown. It, it will almost definitely play out as a futile attempt to many to return to quote-unquote normal. The positive side of Saturn's temporary leave from Aquarius is that it will likely take some pressure off of our communities and ability to move freely. In quarantine, we have had an opportunity to learn lessons about how to operate under restriction, to experiment and experience and interweave in new ways. During the second half of the year, while Saturn is in Capricorn, one of the strongest calls to action will be to solidify and formalize networks, alliances, and ways of connecting that we've developed over the spring. I'll get into what that might look like in part three. This will be key because on the collective level, Saturn's return to Capricorn, which by the way, if you are between the ages of like 28 to 29, um, you are also going through your first Saturn return. My husband's cur currently going through his second Saturn return. He's in his late 50s. Back to the story. This will be key because on the collective level, level, Saturn's return to Capricorn will likely correspond to other restrictions, those coming from the state. Sometimes in the name of health, on our privacy and other freedoms that may in the U.S., we may take for granted. Many in the U.S. take for granted. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not the best reader. Okay, so like I won't quit my day job. This is my first time doing it though. We'll learn more about the Pluto Pluto Jeez. <laughs> we'll learn more about the Pluto return of the USA in part two. But as I mentioned earlier, our current incarnation of America is in its death throes, and it is not moving through them with grace. Since entering Capricorn in 2008, Pluto has been offering omens. From the Great Recession, to the Flint, Michigan water crisis, to the presidency of Donald Trump, Trump itself, around the instability of our systems. Saturn, a planet with a tendency to, quote, make shit real, <laughs> entered in late 2017, showing up as the Mueller, Mueller investigation and Trump's impeachment trial, among countless other legal manifestations, Saturn is associated with the law. The fact that Trump lost no power in the face of these massive Saturnian efforts reveals the impotency of the American justice system, despite its lofty ideals. When Saturn is making real, I guess she means making shit real, it's not the corruption of the Trump administration so much as the centuries-old destructive forces that delivered Donald Trump the presidency. White supremacy patriarchy, capitalistic greed, and other inevitable fallout, the crumbling of American democracy and the structures that uphold our federal, federal government, even now, despite blatant evidence that our systems are failing almost everyone 
and marginalized groups the most. Disaster capitalism is in full swing, and the system, systemic powers are working hard to ensure that we'll fall back into line, quote, once this is all over. So I'm going to see, she made it look like a link, so I'm going to click this link that says marginalized. Like, what is she? Oh, shit. She took me to a, um, okay. Um, she took me to a website that's theguardian.com and it says black people die four times, black people four times more likely to die from COVID-19. Official figures show that wide disparity, not just due to health and economics. Yep. And this is before, um, George passed away by being murdered, by being stood, uh, a popo stood on his neck. (sighs) Let me get back to the book. She's got other links in there. Blatant evidence. Let's see what she puts for blatant evidence. Blatant evidence. New York Times. Hunger program's slow start leaves millions of children waiting. So basically, like, the point is, we were already, like, not in a normal. Because black people were dying. And, yeah. Okay. Um, yes. When Saturn moves, moves back into Capricorn, I expect we will see some final desperate grabs for power on the part of the Trump administration, as well as other parts of the political establishment. We'll also see power grabs coming from the the corporate world, and these will probably be less desperate. With contact tracing being touted as a way of stopping the spread of the virus, the race to find a vaccine intensifying, and sales on Amazon reaching record numbers in the first quarter of 2022, 2020, as well as countless other pandemic-related technology efforts. More on automation in part two. The growing influence of big tech is essentially inevitable. Yet, I expect that even the tech sector will not be able to hook its talons fully into the flesh of American society, at least not right away. It will be hindered by Jupiter and Pluto, who will be teaming up to make the final gasps of our old gasps or gasps of our old normal hard to miss june 30th and november 12th could correspond to additional peaks in covid-19 outbreaks but there will no doubt be other political manifestations and the timing of the final conjunction just a week after the us presidential election feels particularly ominous more chaos is likely Neither the public nor the powers that be will be immune. However, it is not all bad news. As always, in astrology, there are infinite possible manifestations of these energies. The scenarios I anticipate above are probable, based on the overall direction of the collective right now. And I hope you are with me in having moved on from an expectation that a single individual or group will swoop in and make everything okay overnight. But this is also where things get interesting. Pluto is about metamorphosis, transformation that happens on the cellular and genetic levels. That means that that means this year we have enhanced access to that powerful force. The transformation is being forced upon us, but do we resist or do we say yes to it? Even fuck yes. Can we surrender into the full life orgasm of letting go of everything? 
When Jupiter and Saturn meet on the doorstep of Aquarius on December 21st, it will be like two soldiers reconnecting after being discharged from the army. Maybe they are still a bit blinded by the destruction they saw on the battlefield. Maybe they are still weak from their own wounds, and they will have matured. They will have come to value life more, and they will have greater respect for death. If we can call on the transformation with our hearts, bodies, our souls, and souls this year, we can emerge into 2021 alongside Jupiter and Saturn, humbled by the breakdown of systems we've taken for granted, but ready to build something new, especially at the community level. Aquarius will look will hook us into our natural networking senses and help us find the delicate balance between the individual and the group. Saturn will crystallize our webs of connection and Jupiter will breathe life into their ex expansion. We will start to build the structures. We'll be needing we'll need moving forward. The structures we'll need moving forward. <laughs> Over in Capricorn, the roar still rages. On Turtle Island, Pluto is demanding nothing less than a complete death and rebirth of the, of the entity we call USA. I think this girl writes, Hummingbird writes from Turtle Island, which I guess is in the Virginia. This process will be our primary astrological template over the next five years or more, no matter our careers, lifestyles, privileges, or causes. We're all in the roller coaster together. And we've just crested the first hill. The pandemic is our initiation. Dang, this is intense. Okay. In section two, we'll take a deeper look at the Pluto return of the U.S. As well as three other long-term transits that are touching us in tangible ways. Chiron and Aries, which is... I mean, is that all of us? Because, like, my Chiron is in Aries. Isn't Chiron in everyone's Aries? Yeah. Chiron in Aries, Uranus in Taurus, and Neptune in Pisces. We'll get a zoomed out view of 2020, a wider sense of where we've been and where we're headed, and we'll get to know some of the other archetypes that we can access as tools for healing and liberation. Then, in the final section, we'll explore the main themes and calls to action the, the astrology brings up on the individual, communal, and collective levels. If you're reading this far, I offer you my gratitude. You might want to take your time before you're moving forward, breathing with the information here, giving it a chance to integrate. When your energy is stable and a natural curiosity arrives, that's your sign to turn the page. So, yeah, if you feel led, then get her book and maybe I'll read more um, excerpts from it another time. All right. I love yous.